Last week we were looking at dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. And today I want to pick up Psalm 91 verses 1 to 4. Am I on there? Yes, I am. Huh? Psalm 91 verses 1 to 4 says, He, she, who dwell in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, In him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. This is about the Lord Almighty, the Most High God. And I love this picture of the Almighty. He, 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 he paints this picture of, of, of a hen with her chicks, like, like Jesus in Jerusalem just before his crucifixion. Do you remember? He stood on the, on the hill and he looked down on Jerusalem and he, and he wept for Jerusalem. He said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, oh, how long I've desired to gather your children as a hen does her chicks to comfort you. And here we see this beautiful picture of the Almighty, the tenderness. You know, David said, your, 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 your gentleness has made me great. The gentleness of the Most High and this, this picture of this uh, under his feathers, this place of, of safety, of protection, of, of comfort, of love. And last week we were looking at dwelling. Remember Samuel was saying, to dwell, dwell, dwell in your presence, to dwell in the presence of God. One thing I've desired, David said, to, to dwell in the secret place. And today I will look at abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. To abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Like we were singing just now, he holds it all together. He holds it, my, my present, my future, he holds it all together. In South Africa years ago, we used to have that Sunlum advert. Do you got some South Africans here, you remember the advert? That Sunlum advert? That big yellow umbrella. And you see the guy walking underneath and he'd be protected from the rain. Everybody else would be getting wet and this big yellow umbrellas following him wherever he goes. And then the sun scorches down, everyone else is getting sunburnt and he's protected by the umbrella. And that's what I see when I see this. It's God, it's the, the, we're under the, the protective shadow of the Almighty. But praise God, he's not just an insurance policy. <laughs> he's God. He is the Almighty who is with us. And his, he covers us, our lives, from past, present, future. Everywhere, the whole, all of our lives are covered under the, the we are under the, the, the shelter of the Most High. And today I want to start by looking first to the future. The future is the one thing that, that most people are anxious about. Causes more fear and anxiety, the uncertainty of the future. You know, even David said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You know, we need to know that there is a future for us, that there is a hope for us, because life is going to tell you different. It's going to tell you, mm, prices are going up, house prices are coming down, everything is going in the wrong direction. Where's the certainty? Safe as houses, not so much anymore. Nothing is safe anymore. Nothing is certain anymore. But I tell you what, God is not moved by, by the world's economy. God is a God of faithfulness. And we're going to look today at who the Lord our God is and the future that he has for us. So Psalm 91 verse 2 says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him I will trust. I will trust for the future. I will trust God for the future that he has for me, that my life is in the palm of his hand. And so this morning I want to just open up Joshua chapter 1 and look at the promises that, that pertained to the life of Joshua. And now remember that Bible says, 2, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. You can all quote this, right? 
All scripture is given by inspiration of God, okay? All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for your doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, that the man and woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the stories might change. We're going to look at Joshua's, the life of Joshua today. Promises made to Joshua, but these apply to you. That the detail of the, your life is not going to be the same as Joshua's, but the principles remain, and the character of God is revealed through the life of Joshua, and you can know who your God is through the life of Joshua even. So Joshua 1, verses 1 to 9. And let's just jump straight in. So I didn't press start. I'll do that now. Yeah. So after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to you. No, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. I love this fact. How God is, is, is speaking to Joshua, the man of the hour, but, and he's giving all these promises, but the promises aren't even for him. You know, even like with David, God, God gave David the plans to build the temple, but he had to hand them on to his, onto his son Solomon to go and build that temple. And God has raised up Joshua, not for himself. Not, we, we aren't, we aren't, our highest calling God is not to be blessed, but to be a blessing, is to be used of God for his plans and purposes for his life. And yeah, Joshua has been raised up, not for his own benefit, but for the benefit of the people and the children of Israel. And so God speaks to him and says, I'm going to use you to take this people into the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. And then he makes this incredible, starts these incredible promises to Joshua. And he says, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, I have given you. This is an incredible promise. God has made promises to you and I that he will give us, he will provide for us what we have need of to do what he has called us to do. Where God guards, He provides. He will give you what you have need of. But, you know, we're going to have to make some effort on our side. Even if it's just do the, the treading part. You've got to put your foot there and tread upon that soil. But there's effort from our side. But God's promises are there that He will provide for us in everything that He has called us to do. And He says to him, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. He says, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. No man will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. What does Romans 8 say? If God is for you, who can stand against you? If God is for you, is God for you? Is God for you, church? Yes, God is for you. So who can stand against you? People will come against you, but who will stand against you when God be for you? Hmm? Who is going to condemn you when it's Christ who died? Who will bring a charge against you when it's God who justifies you? Just as God was with Moses, so he is with you and I today. He doesn't change. His character is revealed throughout his word. He is, he is the same yesterday, today, forever. He is for you. Nobody will be able to stand against you all the days of your life, Joshua. Child of God, no weapon formed against you will prosper. It will be formed, but it won't prosper. And, he's, and then he brings all these, continues on with these promises. And we see here in verse 6, he says, Be strong and of good courage. Joshua, be strong and of good courage. 
to, for to this people you should divide an inheritance, the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Verse 7, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to the law which, my Moses, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. And he continues on and he keeps repeating, um, do not turn to the right left that you may prosper in wherever you go. God's promises, one after the other, but, but you see the conditions. There is, there's conditions, there's prerequisites. It's not just an open-ended promise. God's promises that he will never leave us, never forsake us, but in order to have this good success, come and guys, in order to have good success, there are conditions that we need to be aware of. And just stepping back, God has promised us, God has predestined. Look at it. He says, He says here, um, I'm gonna tell you're gonna take them into this land which I have promised to give to them. God, it is God's predestined purpose, right? God's predestined plan to take the children of Israel into the promised land. That's what God has promised. He's promised to the forefathers. I'm going to take them to this land flowing with milk and honey. But they, the children of Israel, Joshua and the children of Israel, are going to have to go in and possess it. They're going to have to go. In. And, and there were giants in that land. Remember, remember back, back in the wilderness. All the, all the spies went in and they came back with an evil report. All of them except Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb. The rest all came back with an evil report. Said, oh, there's giants there. We like grasshoppers in their sight. Joshua and Caleb were the only two of faith. So there were, there were giants to go and dispossess from the land that God had already determined to give to them. You know, God has called us to Waterlooville. But we've got to go in and possess it. Four and a half years later, we're still trying to possess. We are still making ground, but it's slow work and it's constant work and we need to keep moving forward. We can't take a step back because we'll get pushed right back out again. You've got to be willing to get into the fight and willing to move forward. God is for us. Joshua and Caleb. And look at the, look at, you know, just, just consider that this is Joshua. Him and Caleb are the only two that, that weren't born in the wilderness who actually made it into the promised land. If they were in the wilderness for 40 years, everybody over the age of 40 died. So anybody born before they entered into the wilderness died, perished. It was only those that were born in the wilderness that actually made it into the promised land, apart from Joshua and Caleb, men of faith who believed God, men who believed God. And here we see Joshua now being raised up to lead the next generation through. Hey? God, oh, God is a rewarder. God, and, and, and God knows whose are his. You know... Those people perished in the wilderness doesn't mean that God, God abandoned them and, 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 and that they were condemned to hell. or It's, got, it's, it's not eternal judgment. But, but the way we live our life, there is sowing and reaping. And we will reap bad stuff in this life. We, we can die prematurely. We can miss God's plans and purposes for our life entirely. It doesn't mean that God is judging us. Not, not, we, are, we are saved. We are covered by the blood of Jesus. Eternally you are saved, but you need to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen? Yeah? So, you know like the Sunlam advert, the, 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 the insurance advert, God's cover of our life. Well, salvation isn't an, insu isn't an insurance policy. We can't, we can't just live just any which way we want to and expect that, well, I've clocked my ticket, I've paid my insurance policy, it's going to be all right, I live the way I want to. You know, what you sow is what you will reap. And there is a fight in life, and we are called to fight the good fight of faith. It'll get better, don't worry, you can smile at me just now, okay? Come on, somebody say something. All right, so... <laughs> Thank you, Sandy. Yeah, so God is speaking to them, and he's saying, Joshua, 
He's speaking to Joshua, rather. And he's saying, Joshua, you're going to have to be strong and of good courage. I've got a plan and a purpose for the, these, 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 this house of Israel. I'm going, to, I'm going to take them into a promised land. Messiah is going to be born through, through them. The, the, the world is going to be saved. All, 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 all nations will be saved through because of what I'm going to do. But you, to play your part, are going to have to be strong and very courageous. And he repeats it again in verse 7. Only be strong and very courageous. Why? That you may observe to do according to all the law. Do you know what? Sometimes it takes courage to do life God's way. You know, we often say God's word works. Oh yeah, God, he said it, I believe it, that does it. And God's word does work. And there's some principles that you can, even a, an unbeliever can apply to the life and it'll work for them. Sowing and reaping, it works, whether, whether you're walking on God's paths or not. But the majority of God's work, love your enemies. Hmm? Pray for those who persecute you. Huh? Do good to them. Those are God's pathways. Hmm? His ways are higher than our ways, better than our ways. And he says, come up to my ways, live on my ways. When you live on, and walk on God's path, it takes courage. It takes courage to believe that God's ways are going to work. When people are putting you down, when people are trying to, trying to edge you out of the company, when people are trying to take your position, you say, I'm going to do it God's way. It takes courage. It takes faith. You're going to have to be strong. And God says to him, but be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do my word, to live by my word. You know, the, our senses, the, the, what we see and, 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 and what we hear, it mm, affects us. And if, if we allow those thoughts to get, to get into our mind, what does the future hold? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's not looking good. Have you seen the stock markets? Have, have, you, have you seen the economy? You know, what's happening with the government? Are they going to go under? Who's going to... All these things, they, they affect us. What we see, what we hear, it causes us to think. You're going to have to renew your mind. We have to renew our minds. Know that God is with us. That he has got our future in his hands. So be strong. Be strong and courageous. And like he says to Joshua, I have gone ahead of you. And I'm going to use you to provide for the children of Israel but, 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 a huge but, to be successful you are, and to accomplish my plans and purposes for your life, you're going to have to need to do some stuff. There's things you're going to have to do to accomplish God's plan and purpose for your life. It's not just going to happen. It's not just going to be by being a sweet person. Mm, no, don't, no, it's not going to happen sitting at home. There's things you're going to have to do. There are things you're going to have to do to make your way successful. But nevertheless, but nevertheless, and yeah, this, this to me, is, is this, this is the glue that holds it all together, like we're singing. This is the glue. And it's God's personal commitment to you. God's personal commitment to you. Because he said in verse 5, he says, to, he says to Joshua, As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. He says in verse 9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and, good, and of good courage? Don't be afraid nor dismayed. Why? For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Hmm? Think of that. You know, when he starts, this, when he starts talking to, to, Mo, to Joshua, he says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Okay, Moses is gone. It's you and me now, Joshua. This is personal. It's between you and God. God doesn't expect you, Joshua, to behave like Moses. Do you remember David when he fought, went to fight Goliath and, and, and Saul tried to give him his armor? And he tried on the armor. He said, I can't work on this. It doesn't fit for me. He gave it back. He said, no, no, I, your, your, your armor is good for you. Saul, 
but you and I need to be ourselves. You need to be the best version of you that you can possibly be today. Today. Because we are, we are called to be conformed to the image of Jesus. Life is a journey. We are being transformed day by day. We should finish every day better than we start. None of us have arrived. But we need to be on that journey. We need to have our hearts set on pilgrimage. Blessed is the man whose heart is set on pilgrimage. Though they go through the, through the Valley of Baca. You know that Valley of Baca is a place of tears. <laughs> when your heart is set on pilgrimage, when you're going to grow, you're going to go through, you're going to go through some tears. You're going to shed a few onion layers, and it's going to bring some tears to your eyes. Some things are going to hurt. Some things are going to, you're going to go through the unknown. You're going to go through the unexpected because you're going into new territory. But God has called you to, to go forward, to keep going forward. We're not called to retreat. We are not called to retreat. We are called to go forward. So he says to him, so, so he says to him but nevertheless... Nevertheless, I am with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. And you know what? We are not going to hit the bullseye every time. You know, I was thinking of it in terms of a dartboard. You know, you've got that double bull right in the center. I very seldom ever hit that. More likely, I'd hit the double right on the outside. Sometimes miss the mark altogether. God will never leave you nor forsake you. Whether you've been successful or whether you've failed or whether you've been taken up by somebody else, God is with you. God is for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. It's not, his promise and his commitment to you is not conditional. It's not conditional on your behavior and on your success. Now, you can walk away from him and, and, and he won't force himself on you. Hmm? Romans chapter 1 says, because they gave up God, he gave them over to, the, to, to their own sensual lusts and desires. God will withdraw if we withdraw from him. So it's not an insurance policy. You don't just say, well, I prayed a prayer once, now I'm going to live just which any way I like. It's not an insurance policy. We need to, as, as, as John, uh, John said, beloved, keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. The blood of Jesus has paid the price for our eternal salvation. We're adopted by God. We are children of God. And all we need to do is just keep walking with Him. But it's not about perfection. It's not about ticking all the boxes. Nobody can do that. Nobody can do that. God is committed to you. Just don't walk away from him. Just don't walk away. He is with you. So Joshua, you are Moses. But as I was with Moses, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you in like manner. In like manner that I was with Moses, so I will be with you. You know, last week, I think it was last week, Sandy was sharing about how the, um, the disciples um, when they received the Holy Spirit, they recognized him immediately because he was another comforter. So they had seen Jesus, the first comforter, performing miracles before their eyes. For three years they walked with him. And they'd seen Jesus perform miracles. They'd seen how he responded to people when they had said, Lord, they, they're rejecting us. Let's call down fire from heaven. He says, you don't know what manner of spirit you are. They had seen Jesus. They knew who the comforter was. And Jesus said, when you get this other comforter, you'll know him. Because he's the same as Jesus. And, and he leads them and, 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 and he influences them to do good. And they know, this is what the master would have done. This is what I'm, and if I can lay hands on that person, they're going, they're going to get healed because I've seen the master do it. I know this is what the Spirit of God does. He anointed him with power to go about healing all who are sick and oppressed of the devil. Amen. So they had, they had confidence to do that. Joshua had the benefit of having seen Moses. And the miracles that God performed through Moses. When, when Moses tapped the waters and the Red Sea parted. And the children of Israel walked through on dry land. Joshua was about to do this now through, through, through the Jordan, through the River Jordan. 
He'd seen it done before. Do you know what? You and I have got to be those people for the generation following us. And not just for, for generation as in youngsters and youth, but for those that don't yet know the Lord. We have got to be able to show them something. And, and I think for me, for this day, I think the most important crying out need is character. Let them see the character of Christ being formed in us. Where is the fruit of the Spirit in our lives? Is there fruit of the Spirit in our lives? Where is that love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness? We need to be developing those things, not purposefully trying to change our behavior, but by walking with God, walking in His paths. You know, you hang around somebody and you become one. The two shall become one. And we have to make sure that we are staying, walking closely with God, walking with Jesus, walking on his paths. Like the psalmist said, my soul follows closely behind you. Let's be walking closely with him because people have got to see something different in us than what they've seen in the past. Religion isn't going to cut it anymore. Religion isn't cut. Coming to church on Sunday is absolutely vital because we all need to bring the gifting and calling upon our lives to make this thing work because we can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. We need to come together. Every part playing its part. Amen. Come on, church. So, God, thank you, Sandy. Amen. You can come back. Amen. So, we may miss the mark and we will miss the mark from time to time but God will never leave you nor forsake you. Can you have hope for the future, church? Yes. Can you have hope for the future? Yes. yes. Amen. God is never going to leave you, and he has plans and purposes for your life, but you're going to have to be strong at times. There's times when you're going to have to just stay strong and just keep believing God. Amen. So you've got hope for the future. Secondly, he holds it all together for me today. Today, today I abide under the shadow of his wings. This is the day that I'm alive right now. The breath I just took could be my last one. No, but it's not going to be. But this is when I'm alive. This is the day that we have. This is the day the Lord has made. This is when we can make a difference in our lives. We can, we can address anything that we mistake we made in the past if we need to. And we can sow seed for the future. Today is the day of salvation. The psalmist says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. He is. Present tense. God is my refuge and my fortress today. Today while I'm alive. You know, I love this. It's just such a bold declaration of faith. Hey, it's like, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. This is, this is faith speaking. 2 Corinthians 4.13, I thought of this. It says, and since we have the same spirit of faith, According to what is written, according to what is written. Listen, let, let, let's not get into foolishness and presumption. Let's not just think, well, I'm going to do this and God's going to back me up. No, no, according to what is written, I have faith according to the known will of God that I find in his Bible. Anything that contradicts that, I, I, I put it away. I, I cast it aside. I, I, I have faith according to what is written, according to the knowledge of the will of God. I have faith. That same spirit of faith that was in Paul, the same spirit of faith that was in the apostles. I have that same spirit of faith. I believed and therefore I spoke. And we also believe and therefore speak. Come on, church. All we're going to do sometimes is just open our mouths and speak. Open your mouths. Come on. Ah, ah, that's it. You know. Open our mouths and just speak, you know. And don't, don't stop speaking about the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Have that spirit of faith. Speak to your mountain. Tell it in Jesus' name. I know what is written. I know what my God has said. I don't accept this. I speak to your mountain in the name of Jesus. You know, we are called to live by faith. We are called to live by faith. Habakkuk, uh, Galatians, Hebrews, uh, Romans, 
The just shall live by his faith. But shall live by faith, exactly. But by his faith. You live by your own faith. We are called to live by faith. The just, that's you. You and I, the just, the justified. You've been justified by the blood of Jesus through, through the redemptive work of Calvary. You are justified and you are called to live by faith. And we've got to learn to live by faith. It's how we live. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We are going to live by faith today. Today. And it's in this context that Moses, because it's Moses that writes Psalm 91. Interesting, hey? Moses writes Psalm 91. And it's in this context that he says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. He is my refuge and my fortress. This isn't one of those if it be thy will kind of moments. This isn't a, a refuge, a log cabin out in the mountains. This, there's a place for both of those. There's a place for both of those. But this, this is, he is my refuge on the battle line. He is my refuge on the front line of life. When life is coming against me. You know, what, what good is a fortress hidden away up in the mountains? A fortress is there at the front lines of life. That refuge, that refuge is, is, is me and you returning to the knowledge of God when, when life and the problems of life have us distracted in 101 areas like Sandy was sharing last week and, and we caught up in the, in the imaginations and sleepwalking and daydreaming of, of, I wonder what the cause of that is. How do I resolve it? What's the solution? And you're bouncing from one to another and, and you can't figure out which way to go forward and, and the distractions of life have you just immobilized and you don't know how to live forward. I return to myself. I return to myself and I remember, hold on. God is with me. God is with me. If God before me, who can be against me? Hold on, I put these things aside. I can lay these things down. I can seek God because He is for me. He is with me. His plans and purposes shall come to pass in my life. He is the author and the perfecter of my faith. Oh, come on. Come on. God is with me. This is my refuge. I remember His acceptance of me. I remember his love for me. I remember that the only reason I'm in this place today is because God found me 30 years ago and lifted me up out of that miry clay, that pit that I dug myself into. And he washed me off and accepted me and loved me. And he's brought me through. And I've made mistake after mistake, multiple mistakes. And every time, he lifts me up. He forgives me. The only reason I'm here today is by the grace of God. But praise God, we are still standing. And having done all, we will stand. We will trust our God. He will bring us through. And he is with us today. Life is to be lived on the front foot. We can't, if, if, if we, unless we get onto that front foot and refuse to be moved back, we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. We'll just keep going around and around and around the same mountain for 40 years in the wilderness. We're not doing that. We're going forward. We're going to live life on the front line with God as our refuge, abiding, abiding under the shadow. You know what? Our future is taken care of. God, God, is, God has got our future. We're going to have to be strong and believe His Word and stand on His Word, but He's got our future. Good plans and purposes for us, but He's got us today as well. But we need to believe Him. We need to be walking in His paths, trusting His ways are better than our ways, that His Word works all the time. All the time. What did David say in Psalm 23? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because he is with me. I will fear no evil because he is with me. Because the valley of the shadow of death can be a frightening place. There, 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 there are things that can take us out. But, but, God is with us. So I remind myself whose I am. 
and who I am. There's lots that I need to accomplish in life every day. And Matthew 6, 33, I just think of, you know, God, your heavenly Father knows you have need of all these things. You, we have need of income. We have, we have need of so many things. But seek first. Seek first the kingdom of God. That is your refuge. That, 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 that is your refuge. It's the, it's the path of life that leads you to, to life, to prosperity, to, to the abundance that God has for you. But you need to seek it first. You need to get back into that secret place. His, his covering is over your life. Past, present, future. God's hand is upon you. His banner is over your life. And all your coming in and going out, abide under the shadow of the Almighty, your refuge and your fortress. And thirdly, he holds the power of my past. He holds the power of my past. I love this from 1 Thessalonians 2.2. 2. It's just something that, you know, sometimes you're reading the Bible and something just like catches your imagination and you just can't get away from it. And, he, and Paul's speaking uh, uh, to the church at Thessalonica and he says, but even after we had suffered, even after we had suffered and were spitefully treated at Philippi, another, the ESV says shamefully, we had suffered and were shamefully treated at Philippi. You know, what, what was happening? People were trying to stop them from preaching the gospel. They were trying to say to them, listen, you don't have a voice. Go and sit in the corner, be quiet, and talk no more. We, we have put you down. We have got together as a group, and we have put you down. You know your place. Be still. Be silent. And he says, but as you know, we were bold in our God. We were bold. No matter what has happened in the past, we can be bold in our God, knowing who our God is. Knowing who our God is. Knowing that we are called of him, that we are children of God, children of the Most High. In Psalm 91 terms, this is, to me in Psalm 91, this is like the, the fowler's snare, where he says he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Look, people will come against you. People will come against you, and they will try and tell you, this Christianity stuff, this church stuff, come on, man. Come on, you're weak. This is stupid. This is insignificant. Let me show you why there wasn't a creation, why we were the whatever it was. No, no. This is the foulest snare, and God, if we will walk with God, he will show us how we get free from this. And generally, generally, it's learning to forgive, <laughs> learning to forgive, renew our minds, all those things we don't want to do, loving our enemies. You know what? What can people do to you when you love them? It's hard, eh? It takes the wind out of their sail when you're good to them. You know? God's ways are better than our ways, but it takes courage to walk in them. When you, be, when you feel like you're the victim in something, when you have suffered, when you have genuinely suffered. And you know what? You and I might not be called to be apostles, right? We're not going to go out and preach to the church at Philippi and Thessalonica, but there is still a, a call upon your life, and you can be bold to do whatever God has called you to do. They were bold in their God, bold in their God, and you and I can be bold in our God to do what he's called us to do. He will deliver us from that snare of the fowler from our past. And he holds me, he holds me with a reminder of his faithfulness in my past. Oh, like I was saying earlier, I mean, how many mistakes we've, we've all made, you know? How, how often do we actually get that, that center bull? Very seldom, hey? We all make mistakes. We all miss the mark from time to time. And I can look back, things that I've, I've done wrong where God has come through for me, things where economy has just dumped dumped us all, and, and yet God has come through for me. 
Phil Wickham, Phil Wickham said, Now those altars in the wilderness tell the story of his faithfulness. The altars in the wilderness tell the story of his faithfulness. Never once did he fail, and he never will. Yeah. Remember that song? Yeah. The altars in the wilderness. The altars in the wilderness. You know what? In those dry places, in the place where, where there is no river, where there is no, where there is no provision, and yet God comes through. Come on, those are the milestones we look back to. Those are the milestones we look back to. Just like we can look back to the life of Joshua and see this is the character of God. This is what he will do. This is what we can expect from our God. God redeems us even through the past. He gives us hope for the future. So today, I just want to encourage you. I'm going to come into landing with this. I don't know what's happening with my timing here. But God's love and commitment is toward you. It is for you. His banner is over your life. You can, you, can, you can abide under the shadow of the Almighty for the rest of your life. You can walk under that protective covering, the provision. God will, where he, wherever he leads you, where God guards, he will provide for you. He will protect you and deliver you. There will be things you're going to have to go through, though. But let's be strong. Let's be people who are living life on the front foot. Not stepping back. Let's be living life on the front foot, looking to God, re- renewing our minds, dwelling, dwelling in his presence and, and, and abiding in, the, in, the, in that safe refuge, in that fortress, the knowledge of who you are and who your God is. Amen.